Hi, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. This is the place where you get to hear extraordinary stories of ordinary people and how God has nudged them to either do something or not do something in their life and what happened because of it. My name is Corey Freeman, and I just wanted to get these stories out there. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. So let's get started. What made you want to write your book? Is Chris Beat Cancer the book is the first one you ever wrote, right? Yeah, Chris Beat Cancer is the book. And I knew, I kind of kind of thought that I should write a book. Once, right around the time I started blogging, I kind of thought maybe I should write a book. And as I was researching more and more and more and learning, actually learning nutritional science and researching the cancer industry and gaining a really deep understanding of these things that I didn't have when I was getting well, right? I didn't have, I didn't know any nutritional science. I was just operating on instincts and faith and trusting other experts and influencers and survivors and just trying as many things as I could that were non-toxic that might be helpful. And so anyway, once I became a public figure, I realized I need to make sure I'm sharing accurate information, right? I don't want to be just, I don't want to promote quackery. Right. Right. And there's a lot of quackery out there too. And so it's like, I need to make sure that there's something to this, right? Because people are going to say, oh, you're a fluke or you're just lucky or whatever. And so then I started researching nutritional science and it was just like this whole world opened up to me because a lot of the health and wellness influencers of back in the day that wrote a lot of these books, they didn't have a bunch of scientific references, right? They were writing from experience, Mm -hmm. but they weren't writing from like published science. And then I realized, oh, there's a ton of published science, right? On all these anti-cancer compounds in every fruit, every vegetable, right? Imagine that. (laughs) Yeah, unique anti-cancer compounds and immune-supporting compounds and anti-inflammatory compounds and uh, compounds that help your body detoxify, compounds that bind to heavy metals. It's just on and on and on, all these miraculous, wonderful things that plant foods do for your body, but you've got to eat a ton of plant food, right? Mm. Which Americans don't do. We eat a ton of fast food, processed food, junk food, meat and dairy, sugar, salt, and oil. So it's like, you got to make that massive change. If you make that massive dietary change and start just pounding the produce, then your body starts to change and heal. And it gets these, all these benefits, right? It's like, if you don't do it, it won't work. Right. Is it hard so, for you when you write the book and you're talking about update, you wanted them to get accurate information. And I know how fast it's changing now. So when you wrote Chris Beat Cancer and then all new information's coming out from all over, does it bother you sometimes? Like you want to re-update it every yeah. single 60 days because you're like, wait, no, right. I can't have people reading this part. Well, that's the nature of writing a book that's based in, that has some scientific basis to it because science is constantly evolving and changing and new discoveries are being made. But anyway, the story of the book is that, yeah, I was just reading and researching and blogging and learning and making notes. And I started writing the story and I started writing about the cancer industry and about nutrition and started putting a book together. And it took a long time. I mean, I started the blog in 2010. The book came out in 2018. Oh, wow. Right. So eight years. And that was 2018 was 15 years after my diagnosis. So it was like, this wasn't something I just like cranked out in a weekend. Right. (laughs) 
there's a ton of research and scientific references in there. And the, for anybody that hasn't read the book, the book, it tells my whole story. My story is woven through the whole book, but there's several chapters devoted to sort of exposing the medical, pharmaceutical, and cancer industries, just the rampant corruption in these industries. And so that you can navigate them with mm-hmm. knowledge, right? And you can make the best decision for you and not get sucked into a lot of the traps. There's a lot of perils and pitfalls in those industries, and you got to be very careful as a patient. And then the other part of the book is really devoted to the just incredible, miraculous power of nutrition and all the Mm -hmm. nutritional science and just highlighting some of the really amazing studies on food as medicine. Right. And so I'm really proud of it. But the thing is, yeah, the good thing about the book is I wrote it in a way that it's really focused on foundational principles of health, right? Things that are not going to change. Vegetables, fruits. Fruits and vegetables, good for you. That's not going to change. Right. It's not. And so exercise, good for you. That's not going to change. Forgiveness and faith Mm -hmm. being good for you, that's not going to change. So the core of the book, 90% of the book is not going to change. But whenever I come out with the, I will come out with a revised edition of the book at some point, maybe on the five-year anniversary or something, where I can add new discoveries, like really new and interesting studies that have come out since I published it. That'd be great. Studies on sort of nutritional studies and studies that make the cancer industry look even worse than it already is. I was just going to say there's been a lot more since you published that book. Yeah. And so those are the things, yeah, it doesn't bother me, but there are, there are certainly information that's come out that I think would enrich the book Mm -hmm. further. And just a little tidbits, little factoids, little fun, little bits of information that when I discover I'm excited about. And these are things I share on social media and stuff. I'm not like keeping them to myself, but yeah. And also just so people know, if you're listening, you're not familiar. He has Facebook, Chris Beat Cancer. He also has a square one program that is 10 modules where you get, it's really very generous because I've always told people there's a buddy pass you get. And it's not an astronomical, you're not gouging people on the price, but you have 10 modules and it's all about the different aspects of healing cancer and also preventing such a big thing. If people were to do what you say to do, prevention is key. One of the best compliments, and I don't even know if you saw it, you've probably been told this before, but I think it was in square one in the group the other day, somebody was saying something about different doctors and somebody piped in and said, Well, Chris knows so much more than so many doctors out there because you've had one subject and one subject only for all these years. And that is your life's work now. It is. And it is true. I mean, doctors don't study nutrition and I've been studying it for 17 years. And most of the, what I've learned, I've learned from doctors, (laughs) PhDs and MDs, right? So doctors have taught me the ones that have really become obsessive about nutrition have taught me everything I know and doctors and scientists. So, but I the average interviews doctor, too. your interviews on crispycancer.com, the interviews, absolutely. how many interviews have you done that are posted on I've there? interviewed a lot. I don't even Tons. keep count, but yeah, I've interviewed a ton of medical doctors and scientists and survivors who have healed holistically. So there's a, it's a huge resource there for people that's free. Just go to crispycancer.com, type in the search bar, type in breast cancer or type in colon cancer or anything you're interested in, there's probably an article or an interview about it. Type in vitamin C, type in mistletoe. So it's amazing. Yeah. I love doing interviews probably for the same reason you do, because every time you interview somebody, you learn things, right? Mm -hmm. You learn from them. And, and so I'm just so thankful for that, the opportunity to be able to do that. 
And but yeah, the book came together and it came out and did really well and uh, became a national bestseller. And that was just terrific. And then I followed it up with Beat Cancer Daily, which is that devotional. So good. That devotional is amazing. Which is a campaign. Thank you. Just a companion to the first book. And it's just one page per day. They're not long entries, but they're just every single one is written to give the reader some encouragement, some hope, and some practical action steps. Very good. Practice. Right? Like yeah. this is a systematic process. If you're trying to transform your health and change your life, you got to work on it every day mm-hmm. and you have to stay on track. Mm-hmm. Right? What I like to say is you got to point your ship toward healthy island. Right. You got to stay the course. Right. So every day, even though you, you might get knocked around by a storm or the waves or whatever of life, you just have to right the ship and point it toward healthy island, right? You just, mm-hmm. that's where, that's the destination. That's where you're headed. Yeah. And so that book is, was just something that was in my heart to do. And it was really fun to write. And, and it's so great that you're so bold with your faith. And I, I love the fact that in the process, you're right. I love doing these interviews because everybody explains things differently as far as how they got to know the Lord. And then also so different about the, the way they were nudged by the Holy Spirit or God to do something or not do something. And I love asking people how they know it's the Lord and not themselves. Like, it sounds like if I'm so bold, but it sounds like with yours, your nudges from God are more like either a peace about something or a lack of peace. Cause you've said that a few times you said, well, I just knew I had peace about this or I didn't have peace about that. Is that what you would say most of the time, you know, when God is directing you? Well, I think feelings are fickle and you have to be careful there. But Mm -hmm. my mom would always tell me that you need, there's three levels of confirmation. You got your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside you, your instincts, your intuition, right? You got that. But then you also need confirmation in the word and need confirmation from people and those three things together. And so, yeah, but it starts, right? It starts with, like you said, the nudge, right? Your instincts, your intuition, not having peace about something, your gut. These are all sort of interchangeable terms, right? Right. But listening to your gut and, hey, look, I mean, I've made so many mistakes in my life where I thought, where I was excited about doing something and I had convinced myself it was the right thing to do, but I had that little uneasiness about it in my, the gut feeling, right? That like, no, maybe this isn't such a good idea. And I ignored it and I pushed on through and it was a mistake. (laughs) And I was like, ah, and and I knew I just had that. I knew deep down, like this was a bad idea and I forced it. And so we've all done that. We all can, everyone can tell stories of those, those things. And so, yeah, it really is important to step back and like really listen to your instincts and intuition, the Holy Spirit, your gut. And when you're facing, making big decisions in life, and so I really did that in cancer. It taught me it taught me enough to write two books. <laughs> oh, and then we need to talk about the third one. I forgot. Yeah, and the cookbook, which is out yeah, November, first week of November. So exciting. And that's called Beat Cancer Kitchen. Oh, let me write that down. I'm gonna ha- put it in the show notes. Beat yep. Cancer Kitchen. Yeah, Beat Cancer Kitchen. Love it. And it's over a hundred recipes, plant-based anti-cancer recipes, everything that I, all the things I ate in my cancer healing journey, that's just my daily hardcore anti-cancer nutrition routine is in part one of the cookbook. And then part two is a whole bunch of really fun, delicious recipes that are for prevention, just just really fun plant-based meals that 
that we've just love that we, my wife and I did the book together. Oh, so that's yeah, great. that's out. So are First we going to, are we going to see her a little bit or does she want to still stay a little bit in the background? She is a background actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She has no interest whatsoever in being, making videos, being <laughs> on camera, just doesn't, she just doesn't care. Doesn't yeah. want to do it. Is has no desire. So no, no, you probably won't see much of her. Yeah. But we enjoyed working on it together, and she's just a great mom and takes care of the house and the kids and me. And she's she's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. we had fun doing this together, and and she really is the cook. She makes dinner for the family almost every night, and so we we're on the same page nutritionally. And so I just love everything she makes, and so anyway, she deserves co-author credit. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure everybody else is. Thank you. Well, I know you're under a time constraint, obvious reasons, and I'm so appreciative of you doing the interview. Lastly, I would ask you, sorry, you've pretty much wrapped it up, it sounds like, but as far as what, how have your guidance, the nudges that you've had in your life, how have they either changed your perspective on your life after they've happened or just changed you or changed your perspective on things? Well, that's not sure how to answer that question, but I'm going to give it a stab. That's fine. I think anytime you have, there's just certain, your life is full of decisions. There's big ones and there's little ones. And the little ones that you make every day have as much as or more of an impact on your life than those few big decisions have, right? And the big decisions can be pretty impactful, right? But if you make really good small decisions every day, then when it's time to make a big decision, you'll probably make a better one. And in terms of that nudge, it's like listening to your instincts, listening to the Holy Spirit, guide you in the decision-making process, right? In those daily choices, that can lead you to the, down the path of health and success or down the path of disease and despair, right? And destruction. Like that's really, to me, it's not just like the occasional nudge. It's like almost every decision I make, it's like, do I eat ice cream or an apple? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's true. It's like, so there's every day there's those kind of decisions, right? Do I give someone the bird in traffic or do I, when they cut me off or I just, do I just say, you know what? God bless them. <laughs> and just let it go. Right? Right. So just every single day, I have the opportunity to choose happiness and joy and forgiveness and faith and healthy food and healthy living. Or I have the, and I have the opposite opportunity to choose anger and bitterness and fear and junk food. <laughs> right? And they're, every yeah. single day. And this sounds like a plug for Beat Cancer Daily, and it could be. I mean, that really is what that book is about is every day making better choices right. and how the, all those choices over time add up to this massive result. It's like, if you save a, a dollar every day, it's like, oh, it's just a dollar, right? But pretty soon it adds up, right? right? So like the small changes you make add up yeah. to big change in your life. Yeah. And so the small nudges it to go in the right direction instead of the wrong one, don't ignore them. That's the way I look at it. and. The nice thing is it gets easier. Every day it gets easier as you start making better decisions and you feel better, Yeah. right? 
you feel better. Oh, your body changes. And all of a sudden, oh, you look better too, right? Mm -hmm. You look better in the bathing suit or whatever. So the nice thing is, yeah, when you start taking care of yourself, you once, if you just stick with it, if you just stay the course long enough to start seeing results, then that perpetuates, right? Then you get momentum and it makes it easier to stay on track because you're like, I feel so good. I don't want to stop eating this way and living this way and thinking this way and being quick to forgive people and not letting the media put me in a, keep me in a perpetual state of fear and anxiety. Right, right. And so that's pretty much how I live my life. Mm -hmm. And again, I have the same frustrations and temptations as everybody else. But I like to think that I've, cancer has taught me how, just gave me these tools mm -hmm. to get through. And again, it, it's all rooted in scripture. It's all rooted right. in being faithful and taking Jesus Christ's life advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, really, that's really what it all boils down to. Yeah. I like what you said. Yeah. Jesus gives good advice <laughs> mm -hmm. and he lived it. And if we could just remember that, like as we're making all those choices, so we're not piling up all the bad choices, which ends up being a real big bad thing because you've made a lot of bad little ones. So making those small good choices and stuff is huge. All the little choices add up, yeah. right? And so like, yeah, I love your, I love the nudge concept, right? It's like you're either being nudged one way or the other. Yeah. Well, right. I ignored the nudge for 14 years to do this. I first thought, oh yeah, I got to write it. And if you haven't had a chance, I know you're busy, but it's a 16 minute episode. One is me explaining why I started this 11 o'clock at night out of the blue. God told me to check on my mom and there was no reason. And it's a good thing that I did not ignore that nudge, but I did ignore the nudge to do this because I thought, oh, I'll write a book. Oh yeah, I'll do an audible. And then podcasts were coming on strong. I'm like, okay, I'll do a podcast. And then I finally bought the domain name, but didn't do anything with it. And just not that many months ago in the shower, God pretty much was like next week. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so I knew it wasn't well, me. <laughs> I, I would say that's the thing about if the nudge is from God, I think a lot of times it just won't go away. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> you can't. You just keep getting nudged. Yeah. And because, yeah, I mean, I first, I really first got the idea and the nudge to write the book. I mean, so many years, right, before it came out. Really? And I ignored it and I procrastinated and, and right. So anyway, I know how you feel for sure. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm glad you're ignoring it, but eventually you're just going to have to go ahead and yeah. just get busy and get working on that thing. And like but you said, you have that free will to ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, but he keeps on wrapping it back at you, back at you. And then he will win. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, okay, either you relent or whatever, right? So mm -hmm. that's good that you did that. Might as well just do it. All right. I just really, once again, can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I was thinking... After I asked you to be on this, I thought, oh, well, oh, I'm excited because I'm going to contact his people or whatever. And then I was thinking, oh, but if they see that it's just barely like when I first asked, it was when I think it wasn't even episode out. And then I have like 35 episodes or something. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to be big enough or a big enough audience. Or I have like 350 people in Facebook group. And I thought, oh, that's not going to be enough. They might pull the plug on this. And so I'm glad that God blessed me with this time with you. Oh, well, thank you. No, it's my pleasure. It's been great to get to know you and talk to you. And I love what you're doing. And oh. I just, I do love to share my story. And uh, 
it just makes me feel good to tell it and to know that there's somebody out there is going to be encouraged. Yeah. And I just know that I can say that with confidence, right? Someone is going to be encouraged because there's somebody out there who's struggling with cancer and, and fear, and they need to know that there's hope that they can change their life, that they're not a victim right. and that there's, they have options, right. right? There's so much they can do to help themselves survive and thrive. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm here to do. Just trying to be a light in the dark. Right. And for you, it's great that you said I was a signpost in, in your husband's journey. Cause right, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Right. I'm yeah. trying just to be one of those, one of those signposts on somebody's journey to encourage them and just say, Hey, you can do this. You're going the right way. Keep going. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if that's all I can be, that I've done it right. Yeah. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But obviously I'm trying to be much more than just the signpost. I'm trying to light the whole path for yeah. people. <laughs> so. But even God is only saying he lights our path, right? Yeah. A light onto our path, but yeah. he doesn't even light up the whole thing, but you're doing a great job. I just, you're such a blessing. And a lot of the people at the cancer center for healing were, there was like, I don't know, a handful of people I had mentioned it to guess, guess who I get to interview. And, and they were really excited about it. So, but then I told them, I go, it's going to get aired a little bit later. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much. Everybody, as you're listening to this, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, may God bless you and keep you.